This is Thoughts from the Metal Cavern, where only one opinion matters, and it's not yours. G'day there, and welcome to another episode of Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. And it's a dreary old January day here as I sit here and talk to you. I'm here in the Metal Cavern, where thoughts are always occurring. And I'm waiting for the rain to stop in Sydney so I can watch the cricket. And in the meantime, I'm watching the exhilarating Bradman Cup match from Newcastle with the Southern, uh, sorry, with the Great Illawarra under-16s team playing against some other team who are getting their asses handed to them. So I thought to myself, what am I going to do today then? I've got no cricket to watch. <laughs> the house is empty. I'm by myself. Well, why don't I talk about a couple of things that I've watched in the last week or so? So, of course... The holiday period is often used for catching up on TV. And sometimes, in this day and age, it's all about binge-watching. And binge-watching limited series to uh, get the whole story in as if it's a movie. And sometimes these limited series go for four episodes, or six episodes, or even eight episodes, all of about an hour each. And it's funny how if we watch a movie, and it goes beyond two hours, we think, my goodness, this is just too long. But we'll sit down and we'll binge watch a series that goes for four hours or six hours. Human nature. So today I'm going to talk to you about two limited series that I've watched in recent times on uh, streaming services. Uh, They are entitled Inside Man and Three Pines. So if you're interested to hear about those two series and my thoughts on them, please hold on just beyond the intro music and we'll get into the program. Right here on Thoughts. From the Metal Cavern. The first show I want to talk about is called Inside Man. Now, in Australia, it's currently streaming on Netflix, if you have that. Elsewhere in the world, I'm not sure exactly where it might be, but it's worth looking up and having a look at. And it's uh, it's an English series, but it has uh, both English and American parts to it. And in essence, I believe it's two stories that are woven together into... Um, A shared narrative, I guess, is the best way to put it. And the show is led by two terrific actors who I enjoy watching in everything they're doing, in Stanley Tucci, the American, and David Tennant, the uh, Englishman. Now, even though the two stories are all in one story, like I said, I, I find that there were two parts to it. Now, one part of the story... I found really intriguing and interesting to watch. It was the kind of thing that I sat there and I listened to what was going on because it was interesting to work out what was happening. Uh, and that part was the part where Stanley Tucci uh, and his character come into the to the show. So Stanley Tucci plays a guy called Jefferson Griff, who is a former criminology professor who is now on death row in an Arizona prison for brutally murdering his wife. Now, his story is interesting because he's actually getting 
cold cases fed to him by the uh, warden at the prison uh, in order to, I think, keep his mind interested. But he's also, the warden's trying to get him to earn, as he says, brownie points in order to try and get him off death row. However, Griff has no interest in coming off death row. In fact, what he says is, he says, I have done the wrong thing. I don't want to die, but I deserve to die. So his character is immediately really interesting. And so through this, he gets uh, what he was says, cold cases, and he, he listens to people. And he says he has only one thing, that he has to have some moral worth. And if they do, then he'll take them on. And if they don't, he won't. And he, of course, he has his offsider as well, who acts as his, as he said, his note taker because he has a photographic memory. So uh, the relationship between those two is excellent, and along with the warden. And so that whole part of the story uh, is very interesting to watch and to try and work out exactly uh, what's going through his head and how he works out um, what's going on with his storyline. Now, the other part of the story is extremely stressful and cringeworthy. And as my lovely wife Helen said, it's as difficult to watch as Faulty Towers was or uh, Ricky Gervais' David Brent in The Office, The English Office was. Because you're watching the main character, played by David Tennant, who is playing a, a priest. Well, uh, he's a vicar, sorry. He's playing an English vicar who continues to make poor decision after poor decision in trying to fix up uh, an, an initially incorrect statement, I guess is the best way to put it. And you just have, see how each of these decisions keep piling up on each other. Uh, and then that creates an even more impossible scenario that he was than he was already in. And by trying to fix that by making this particular bad decision, it's just made it worse. It's it's really hard to watch. In fact, you sit there at the screen and you're sort of not yelling, but you're sort of putting your hands under your face and just saying, "No, don't do that! Don't do that! It's going to make it worse." And you do that all the way through each of the four episodes. <coughs> excuse me, with that story, and that's what makes it terrifically interesting to watch because both sides of the story come and go. They play a bit of this part and then they go to the next part of this story and then you go back and forth. So at different times you're sitting there interested, almost leaning forward, trying to, uh, with great interest in what's going on. And then the next part of the story comes on and you're back in your chair and you're sort of cringing away saying, oh, please don't do that. Just, just, just do this. Just say that. And this is a difficult thing to say without giving away the storyline and without giving away the, the ending and how everything ends. So, But I think that's about the best way I can put it. So, of course, something happens uh, to the vicar uh, and his, his son and his wife get involved in something that they had no interest in being involved in. Uh, and the situation brought upon them is made worse because then in trying to fix it, they make it worse and... In the long run, uh, a person who has gotten the wrong idea is then held captive by them in their basement. And then, of course, how do you get out of that? How do you fix that problem? Now, this also then ties in to the plot with um, with Stanley Tucci's character because he becomes involved in this uh, 
uh, through a shared friend of the person who is uh, gone missing uh, in the basement. And so he becomes involved in it as well in that way. So it's a, it's, the series is created by Stephen Moffat. Now, he's the creator and writer of the series. Now, many of you may know Stephen Moffat as uh, the person who, in the past, had been a showrunner for the Doctor Who series. It's interesting that he was actually the showrunner after David Tennant left Doctor Who. And when Matt Smith came on board to be the Doctor, uh, that's when... Uh, Stephen Moffat became involved and anyone who enjoys Doctor Who will know how good that those uh, series that Matt Smith was playing the Doctor were and that's all got to do with, with Stephen Moffat as well. He's also the creator of the reboot of Sherlock which had Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman involved so anyone who's seen Sherlock will know how well written those shows were and how well acted. So Moffat is he's a great crafter of stories, and he's also quite brilliant in using good casts to tell them. So I think he does that here with the cast that he's put together. Obviously, the two leads I've told you, and then the other people involved. Um, Dolly Wells plays uh, Janet, Janice Fife, who is the uh, math tutor who come, becomes involved in the story uh, and not really wanting to be involved in the way she was. Uh, Lydia West plays... Uh, uh, journalist who is the shared person that almost uh, is the reason why um, Stanley Tucci's character becomes involved. Uh, and Lindsay Marshall, as uh, David Tennant's wife, is actually quite brilliant as well. She's very good. So the cast are terrific. The story, well, I know the people who said the story has its holes. Uh, and that it's it's uh, an unbelievable situation, and it is because you watch the show and you sort of think, well, surely, when these each situation crops up for the the vicar, you would think, well, you wouldn't do that. You would do this because if you did this, surely, um, you would be found that you are innocent and that this hasn't happened. But of course, that then means that the story doesn't work. So it's just a story, and it's a story that's been told. And obviously, involving that story is just showing how each possible step you take just makes things worse and worse. And I think uh, one of the things that um, Jefferson Griff actually says is that he believes that everyone's a murderer. It just takes the right situation to have that person become one in reality. So that's part of uh, the way the story works. So if you enjoy, it's only four episodes. Each episode goes for an hour, so it's four hours in total. Uh, we binge watched this on uh, New Year's Eve, as it turns out. We just put it on New Year's Eve and watched it all the way through. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it would be difficult to watch again, <laughs> knowing what happens. And like I said, the, the 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 fact that it's very difficult to watch half of that story as it plays out. And uh, continually thinking, no, please don't do that. Just stop it now and you'll be okay. It's well worth watching. And as I said, the two leads are great. Stanley Tucci is just brilliant in everything he's been in. Um, And he's been in a lot of different stuff over the years. So anyone who knows Stanley Tucci will know how well he plays this role. And his role has been compared slightly to uh, like a Hannibal Lecter role, but without the actual uh, eating of people. Um, But the way that he plays it, I guess, is a little bit in that way, in that uh, with Hannibal Lecter as well, he was being asked questions and asked to help with an investigation. 
And that's pretty much what Jefferson Grief is uh, doing here as well. So if you like that kind of idea, it's well worth a watch. It's four hours. As I said, you could watch it over four nights if you wanted to, or you can binge it in an afternoon. And it's well worth checking out. There are moments that make murderers of us all. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Hello. No one is safe from the worst that they can do. Cracks can open in the most ordinary life and swallow anyone at all. All it takes is a good reason and a bad day. Now, the second series we watched over a couple of days just into this new year was called Three Pines. Now, Three Pines is uh, based on a novel series by an author called Louise Penny, who is uh, from Canada, and the series obviously therefore is set in Canada, believe it or not. Uh, and she's written, I think it's about 18 novels uh, in this sort of uh, series, and the main character is a character called Chief Inspector Armand Gamache, who is played by the brilliant Alfred Molina, who is, again, is another one, much like Stanley Tucci and David Tennant from the previous series, who is just fantastic in whatever role and whatever uh, movie or series he is uh, involved in. So he is the Chief Inspector, and the, his two offsiders are Jean-Guy, uh, and Isabel Lacoste, and they also have a local policewoman who's also involved, which is um, quite amusing. Now, there's eight episodes in this series that have been released in season one. Whether there's a season two, I don't know whether they're looking that far ahead, but the eight episodes are four different stories. So it's two episodes per story, uh, and each one is a standalone story. Uh, all involved in the same township, even though uh, the police aren't from that area. They have to keep coming back up to Three Pines to check out what's going on. And uh, where was I going to go with that? Oh, I don't know. Somewhere. Okay, stories. That's right. So there was stories. So there's the four different stories. There is also, I'll get myself back on track here, there's also another underlying story that goes through all four stories. Now, apparently that doesn't appear in any of the books. That storyline has just been introduced for the TV series in uh, to connect, I guess, all four uh, stories as they go along. And in the long run, uh, at the conclusion of the final episode, it's that storyline that has been left open or closed, depending on which way you want to take it. So we go to Three Pines and we, we see... Uh, all the different characters who are living in Three Pines and at different sections during each of the stories, it's more or less intimated that all of these people have moved here, escaping uh, other problems that they had in their lives and they're trying to run away from that part of their lives and start afresh in Three Pines. And that somehow they've all come together 
and they're all keeping their own secrets in amongst themselves. So, of course, every time someone is murdered, and, of course, there's four stories, so there's four murders, uh, you sort of think to yourself, well, which of these townsfolk have actually gone ahead and done it? <laughs> so, it's... It really isn't, but it reminded us so much of the fact that, oh my goodness, it's like Midsummer Murders. It's like living in that part of England and going through 20 series or 23 series of all these people dying. And why would you ever move to Midsummer? Because you're just going to die if you move to Midsummer. It's ridiculous. Or it's like going to uh, Castle Rock in Maine, where Stephen King bases so many of his stories. And you just think, well, every time you go to Castle Rock, someone dies or something spooky happens. So, Three Pots feels a little bit like that. Um, but the good thing about it is, is that all of the characters have their uh, their lives fleshed out as we go along. You learn a bit more about them in each uh, story, and you come to know them better. So, all the stories are just general murder mysteries. Someone has died, uh, Gamash turns up with his team. He has to try and find out who the murderer is. And it's quite easy and quite pleasant. The uh, landscape is nice. The, the filming is terrific. And I think all the characters work really well. And the police team have their own problems. Uh, Gamash is having dreams that he can't understand about uh, his childhood and, and uh, about the other storyline that's running through it. Uh, Jean Guy is having problems with uh, his marriage as we work through those episodes. And Isabella is also uh, uh, an indigenous woman of, of uh, that area. And she's sort of coming to terms with the fact of her indigenous background as well as she goes along. So, as I said, based on the novels written by Louise Penny, there were 18. So, they've used four of those stories so far. Now, I don't know if they're going ahead with another series or not. I really enjoyed it, and as I said, I really enjoy Alfred Molina at the best of times, and I love how they do incorporate both English and French in this, because that is Canada, and that is certainly uh, in Quebec, which is where this is set, uh, that is that would be the day-to-day -day kind of thing. So it's very easy watching, it's... Uh, it, it's I don't want to compare it to Midsummer Murders, but it's it's just like watching an easy um, murder mystery fold out before your eyes. You can you can try and work out who it is, and and obviously that's a couple of them. I think were fairly easy to work out who the person involved was. Uh, others not so much because they're sort of hidden in the background. It's easy to watch, and as I said, the uh, the last episode ties up the actual murder mystery that was going on in that episode but it leaves our hero in a sort of a, a, a sticky spot let us say and obviously that's been left open in order to explore that into a second series if it goes that far and of course if it doesn't it's sort of been left open for you to be able to interpret a different way three pines in australia is on amazon prime as I said, there's eight episodes. They all go for around about an hour each. So it is eight hours of watching. But because there's four stories, you can spend two hours to watch one uh, story and then come back the next day or next week and watch the others. Very easy watching for anyone who enjoys that kind of show.
you look for good, even in the worst of humanity, don't you? And sometimes I find it too. Chief Inspector Gamage, why don't you walk us through what you have so far? One minute she's sitting in the chair, next she's dead. And no one saw anything suspicious. Not a thing. She wasn't the easiest person to get along with. She was a little critical. She seemed a little cold. I think they all hated her. Every single one of them. <laughs> Tree Pines is a sanctuary, but this place has bad energy. Each one represents a missing indigenous girl. Pain always finds the surface, one way or another. Your kindness is your greatest strength. I think I have something. Looks like blunt force trauma. What is it with this place? We're looking at two dead bodies, and now there's a third hanging from a tree. Everything's connected. One way or the other. <clears throat> Buckle up, everyone. None of us is going anywhere. In my line of work, people do the most unexpected things. Most murders happen in the heat of the moment, but I promise you, the truth is going to catch up. I hope you don't think the only thing that ever happens in Three Pines is murder. Oh, I know, no, I know there's eating. <laughs> this village is the most welcoming place on earth. If you don't belong here, Three Pines will chase you out one way or another. This is crazy. Sometimes you have to take matters into your own hands. My baby's gone. Nobody's even looking for her. Grief feels like fear, but it's not. It's love with no place to go. You need to step back. Something doesn't add up. So much going on beneath the surface. All I've got to do is find out what. Okay, well, that's today's program. I hope that I've... Uh, perhaps intrigued you and uh, possibly pushed you towards having a look at these two shows, if that kind of thing interests you. Obviously, it's not for everyone, murder mysteries or things like that, but I think there's enough there for both shows that anyone who's interested in that kind of stuff can watch and enjoy and not have too many problems. At least, you know, you might have time with the rain falling at the cricket or with perhaps getting to the point of the big bash that you've decided enough is enough and I want to watch something else every night. Here's some options for you. Of course, you would have to have either Amazon or Netflix to do that. But I think in this day and age, most people do have at least one of those two. Anyway, thank you once again for tuning into the program. And as I said, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope that perhaps it's pushed you towards maybe watching those shows. And more than anything else, I hope it's encouraged you to come back and check out the very next episode of Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. Cheers. You have been listening to a Metal Cavern production.